Hello everybody, welcome back to the Precision Unloaded podcast. You are once again joined by Mark and Graham. Hello Mark. Hello Graham. How's that new Starlink internet treating you? Oh, it's pretty good. As you can tell, my voice is a lot clearer and uh, less laggy. You sound younger. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm 10 years younger with this Starlink. Yeah, so anyway. As long um, as it doesn't rain too hard. We, no, we can't actually talk about it. Starlink or Elon Musk too much, we might lose some listeners now that oh, he's true. hated that's by the right. Yeah, apparently he's hated by the left now. Yeah. Don't and think we have many left-wing listeners though, Graham. Just, I don't just... think we have many listeners. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so like it's a... Yeah, it's a... let alone wings. Yeah, no. yeah, we can't actually divide them up yet. We would have to have no. more than a half a dozen. Yeah. Anyways, so we're again, we're trying to get it back into the swing of things. It's been more me being a bit of a useless bugger lately, so we're going to talk about... Uh, so TLRS and Kiwi Precision did a little collaboration on a small match up at Mark's about a month ago and then after that we went north to the um, gun rack Ragnarok 22 match uh, which was coincidentally round one of the Spark 22 series so we'll talk about both of those in a bit of detail well or medium, medium amount of detail and we'll also talk about like every episode how many pigs has Mark shot lately? How many pigs, Mark? Lately? Uh, In the last three weeks, four weeks. Oh, yeah. About a few. One, two, three, four, eight. Yeah, about nine, I think. And believe it or not, I shot two. Yeah. Probably the 17, smallest one. 17 wisdom. 17 wisdom, yeah. And the, even the seven... Well, actually, we'll touch on the seven PRC too. The seven PRC even killed a pig. Yes, Freshly first assembled. blood. Yep, did a 100, well, 136 metres. First pig ever shot with a 7 PRC in the world. In the world, you hear it here first. Uh, but yeah, so the pigs seem to be coming uh, out of the bush thick and fast now that it's cooling down a bit. And you, every other day I seem to get a picture of a, a, a large boar or, a, or whatever. Um, yeah, two of the bigger ones I've shot for a while, 130 pounder. In the old figures and a 152 pound boar, so he was quite, quite big. Probably the second biggest one I've shot in the last six years. So, mm. and for the people who listen from overseas, because there are a few from the states and stuff, that is uh, on the hook with guts out too, just because some countries. Oh yeah, yeah. The weights there. here are done with without the guts in. Yeah. So as soon as something's shot here, they put the guts out and throw them down the bank. Yeah. Um, Same as when I weigh myself. You keep your guts in. I subtract my guts. You put that on the towel rail, eh, and then... Yeah. Yeah. Just rest it. <laughs> and, um, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, most of them thermal hunting, or many in the day? Uh, yeah, mostly at night. So, the big fella, I shot two that night. I saw him from... I don't, for those who are familiar with the farm, basically from the wall shed side... I was looking towards the mile target, and there's a there's a hill to the to the right of the mile that we shoot normally. Um, have a 1.2k target on it for the summer shoot, yeah. And he was pretty much standing right there, so I saw him from the other side with the thermal at 1,200 meters, so I could tell it was a decent pig. Well, a pig, and probably a reasonable one from that distance, even because he glowed up. So I just basically hoofed it round there. Parked behind the hay barn, out of sight, walked around, sort of had a look at him from 300 metres, 
inside or I can walk a bit closer. I was tempted to go Adam at 300 but just to be sure. So I went through a few gates, closed the distance a bit but the wind was sort of semi behind me so I was a bit worried he'd hoof it. Being a, I could tell he was a good pig by then and they certainly um, are a bit more flighty at night. But no, he didn't move, so basically got to about 230 metres and clocked him. He came back towards me a bit, but I sort of knew I'd hit him well enough. It wasn't the uh, thud of a uh, shot in the guts, so yeah. But I then put another shot on him anyway, but he he killed over then. What projectile did you shoot him with? So Sorry, so six five Creedmoor was the gun. So that's, yeah, still using the Sig Cross with the thermal on it, so... Uh, which is a 6.5 Creedmoor using the um, Norma. What, Bond Strike stuff? Yep, Bond Strike. So blue polymer tip stuff. Yeah, bonded bullet. Yep. So it's, yeah, kill pretty. I mean, when I skinned him, that bullet had gone straight through and it mushroomed and was stuck against the armour plate on the other side mm-hmm. of the bore. So I basically, when I skinned him, I thought, oh, I hit it, hit the projectile actually. Had the. Just, being a bonded bullet, had it in fact stayed together? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> I'd say, yeah, 90 plus percent retention. It was pretty mangled, but pretty much all together. So. so I'm no ballistician, but that's the idea in it for wider animals, having a bonded, a bonded bullet that will keep travelling through yeah. and not fragment. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, yeah, then I had to heave home over the fence. Oh, and I shot his mate as well. He was further up the hill because basically I'd shot five goats here about a, three weeks before so I knew when I was going up to have a look I'd always have a look over there because I thought eventually something's gonna come out on those goats dead goats and they surely enough they had because when I got around there I could see there was one higher up but definitely was it was a smaller pig so he'd um the big fella had dragged one of the goats all the way down the hill and was chomping on that and um the other pig was still up the hill chomping on the so I managed to shoot him as well. Um, somehow hit him, and hit him in the head. Not that I was aiming there. So, <laughs> so, so a good meat preserving shot. Oh, that's well. For those of you who know uh, how we hunt, we, you, they'll know that's the main concern. So, yes, as yes. Much meat recovery as possible. Yeah. Uh, so I weighed him in and let sort of carry on and basically put him in the freezer for sausages later on because he was quite good, Nick. Um, I'd seen him, la- I've only seen the pig once before, and that was during the daytime last day, um, last winter. He was trotting across a similar spot, not far from where where I shot him, trotting up a hill, and I didn't have a gun that day, because I remember going around the corner and all the cattle were looking up the hill, and here he was trotting along. Distinctive, because his tail almost touched the ground, quite a long tail. Mm-hmm. He had white feet. It's a black pig, yeah. Um... He was a big pig then, so he's just, a, yeah, nice. not much tusks-wise, but anyway, that's enough pig talk. You don't want to talk about my two massive... Oh, sorry, campers. yes. Um, Do you reckon you, they were even 30? You saw the, saw the size of them and thought, this is 17 wisdom material. <laughs> yeah, they were um, in the middle of the day, just chilling on the uh, access track, and they uh, didn't run away fast enough. So by the time I got out and got out the uh, rifle, they, uh, it's a big, well... I don't know, 60, 70 pound ginger sour, but she managed to get out of sight just as I brought the rifle up. So, a couple of the smaller ones caught it. Um, but 
yeah, there seems to be a lot of pigs being taken around that certain area. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll keep trying, find a couple more. But they're not nearly as interesting as your ones. And then funnily enough, so we were coming out on, was it Sunday we were last shooting with you? Yeah. Um, anyway, we, we, we sort of left a couple minutes after Mark, and then we come down the road, and um, Mark was up in the paddock, and he'd, uh, <laughs> he'd just stop and... Uh, uh, what did you say that the sheep had all moved about or something? So you know, I came around the corner and I'd put sheep in there a few days prior, and they're all standing yeah. at the gate. And I was like, normally when they're standing at the gate, that means something's come down the valley to disturb them. And yet, lo and behold, it looked straight over to where I'd shot two goats a week prior up on the bluff, and there was a pig standing up there having a chomp. So yeah, I. <clears throat> pulled over and got ready to shoot him and then my neighbour called in drove past and said oh hi Mark how are you going I was like shh I'm trying to shoot a pig <laughs> oh sorry sorry carried on pretty, pretty normal up your way eh like I'm just trying to shoot a pig leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> but he seemed very none the you know he wasn't really um, I just left the ute running and walked into the paddock and shot him so and um, luckily he tumbled down the hill Saved carrying him far, so and then you two turned up and said, "Oh, can we have him?" I was like, "Oh, right." So, yeah. So my my one of my managers, my main manager, who makes my life very easy, had complained I hadn't bought him any pork. So he got lucky and got a uh, what do you reckon? He's about sixty pound or something. Yeah, sixty seventy. Just a small, medium boar. sort of boar. Yeah, yeah. Big set of nuts on him. Um, yeah. So, oh God, he stunk. Man, ugh. I don't, I don't know how pig hunters carry those things out in their back for fucking an hour. They're horrid things, but people are yeah. going, what a pussy, but Jesus Christ, he, <coughs> he was feral. So. Anyway, he was uh, shot with my 7PRC, so the first yes, thing I decked with that. So, Our favourite new cartridge. Yeah, the should, one cartridge to rule them all. Should, should we touch on 7PRC yeah, at the end? Or we now? will. No, we'll do it now, because okay. um, I basically... Picked it up the other week, so thanks to Jeff from the gun rack. My old 270, which was my 40th birthday present for my wife, um, now doesn't really look like it used to, so I've basically got it rebarreled with a Criterion barrel. Yep. Uh, 26 inch. It's quite a heavy profile. I think M24 is what yep. they call it. Yep. Um, and basically had the bolt face opened up. And um, done by Yako from down Upper Hutway. So it turned back up and then it's still in the same LSS XL Gen 2 MDT chassis. Those used to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Starting to look a bit dated. Especially with that giant big long barrel on it. Like an old Toyota Camry. Yeah. Like um, an old red uh, Ford Ranger. So I picked up a bit of ammo, box of match, 180 grain match. There's really only hoarded ammo, obviously, available yet. And a few boxes of ELDX, 175 grain. So so I sort of zeroed it in, but first day it was really only two MOA, I suppose. It was not flash. So I was checking everything, make sure nothing was loose, all that sort of carry on. But I think it's just... Um, breaking it in maybe and the ammo well i speed tested it and some of it was uh 50 feet per second slower but in general it was sort of hovering around 3000 feet per second with the 175 grain stuff but then on the next day 
when I basically went back out to shoot it again, um, the last eight rounds of a box that I was using all had pressure signs and heavy bolt lift, you know. So I was like, that's weird. And then moved on to another box of ELDX and it was fine. Totally different again. And, so, and more accurate to that box. And more, yeah. So then yeah. day two it had closed up to, you know, an MOA group sort of thing. I'm not really that worried at this moment, but um, to be fair, on the first day I hit the 900 meter target. I targeted at 900 meters first shot, so it was a bit of a fluke. But yeah, a small target too. Yeah, it's a 30 centimeter one we use for the 1K shoots. So, but no, I was happy with the data, like in terms of uh, getting it out to that range and everything. It's all working. So, I think it's um, just and talking to a bunch of people, that ammo just seems to be crazy inconsistent. Yeah, we'd heard um, from sources <coughs> sources familiar with the matter that um, that ammo is yeah not flash um, first batches or whatever that they've done or whatever they've sent us and down in little old New Zealand factory seconds probably um, so yeah the the match ammo it shot better straight away but um, but even then, when I speed tested that on the radar, it was a bit. A couple of rounds were a bit outlierish, but the rest were generally okay. You know, yes, two nine fifty, I think, rough just under, yeah, <laughs> feet per second. Yeah, so other than that, I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, in general, uh, the mag and everything from the two seventy still work perfect, and the, you know, feeding and everything's great, so it's yep. good. With some obviously, so going yes, carry forward, on. going forward, the we'll be hand loading ammunition for this. Yeah, the, the consistently consistency between box to box is 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 quite terrible, and the accuracy is some of it got minute of angle, most of it wasn't, so not yeah. really good enough. Um, so dies are on their way through Guns NZ. You have projectiles coming through Jeff the gun rack. rack. Yep. and I have powder on its way also so in the next little wee while yeah we'll start low development because really nice barrel uh, good action good scope all that stuff that sh you should be expecting pretty easy three-quarter minute to yeah and like five shot groups two not threes and no well I threw the Ari's BTR gen scope on it, the Athlon that I've had for a while so it's a good middle of the range scope um so it's not bad, but I must shout out the Area 419 Hellfire Match Break, which I got in 30 cal, so it fits on my 6.5 or anything else I put it on, it's up to 30 cal. It did an awesome job, like the recalls, not too, pretty mild really for, with that break on it. So. Yes, and the gun, I'm guessing the weight, it'd be sub 15, maybe even sub 14 pounds at a guess. Yeah, it's not real heavy. I mean, no, it's obviously a very heavy barrel, but yeah, it's not. It doesn't feel. Uh, I have to weigh it actually, but no, it doesn't feel too bad. Yeah, yeah, and um, but so I mean, with some with some <clears throat> sort of handloads, purpose built. Um, what bullets did you get? One eighties, one eighty LDMs. Yeah, yeah, the one eighty LDMs. Yeah, awesome, great got, choice. So. Yeah. And um, uh, and it made your target spin too. <laughs> yeah, so I got a. Uh, a 100 sorry a six inch target at 300 we've been doing a bunch of training because we're um uh, heading to aussie in a month 
which we'll actually probably do a podcast on next week. Will, will be the Aussie yep. plans. Eh? We'll get Collie on or something. And yep. if he's if he's still alive, no one's heard from him. He might be dead in the bush. Um, so it's at 300 meters. Rest in peace. Rest rip. <laughs> um, and it's just it's just sort of single hung um, on it. Anyway, the two two three it sort of moves it a little bit, right? What, what I've been doing a lot of training with some Mark Stewart with the seven power C off the props and. The most it did was three full revolutions, three and a half, I think. Yeah. Um, when that one, that one, one seventy-five hit it at like three k, cheese and rice. Um, luckily, I haven't actually gone up and looked at the steel. Luckily, that's one of your targets. Not that it matters because we share all that shit anyway. But it <laughs> might be a bit damaged. And those ones of yours, uh, I'm if not. If it's one of mine, it'll be that one of the white um, ones. Those gorilla ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to be honest, I'm not a hundred percent convinced the grade of steel they say they are is what they are because they get quite damaged whereas our other ones don't just by general competition use um i haven't even looked at them. do you reckon those ones i've got in mind are, are looking showing signs of damage it did, when i painted it on sunday morning it had damage huh. on it just from like six mils hitting it. not not ma- now not major we don't we we make an effort to run yeah because well, those original steel. plate original two plates i've got they, they were they've been fine like they've shown very little damage one of them like snapped snap the corner remember yeah i yeah we'll discount that it's just a <laughs> a fluke yeah. of some sort um but then yeah we were shooting it at, at 100 meters with a 3006 and it was still not really indenting it yeah so, so that yeah. one of the thing with the smaller targets is the real small ones you've got concentrated fire in the same yeah. area whereas bigger ones i'm not saying that's it but like bigger ones it's the load spread over a far larger area but anyway um well, if I'm shooting, you're not going to have that problem because I can't hit small targets concentratedly that well, much. Well, you hit it a few times with a 7PRC. Yeah, I know. Not yeah. that I... It's, again, it doesn't matter. Like, if, like, like if I was to get them made, 6-inch targets going to be like 15 to $30. It doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter. I, I noticed you took no, down that, that 900mm. Do you know how much those cost? Yeah, I know. But you're, I was like, don't worry, we won't shoot it from close range. And you're like, no, nah, I'm pulling it down. No, I, I have to. I have to because I've had several other targets at a rimfire end up with holes in them from uh, some of your visitors. So. Yeah, sighting guns in. On, yeah, yeah. Well, like my rabbit targets for 22. On a 22LR target with a 2D3. Yeah, okay. Righto, righto. Point taken. Yeah, point taken. Um, anyway, we digress. Um, so that's basically what's been happening. Yeah, SMPRC. So... Bit more low development, and I I think you should put a couple of weights on the end of it, get a bit of weight into the gun, or spend yeah. two and a half grand on your chassis. Just throw it away. <laughs> no. don't, don't act like you won't. No, Jeff, no. Jeff, Jeff is in the listeners tomorrow. Send him through a few quotes for a new ESS or something. Well, no, I've been diverted onto now. I'm back to being a six arc build. Have you lost Excitement. interest in your PRCs? Because I'm not even going to bring up the 300 PRC. I uh, I have just picked up my 300 <laughs> PRC, but anyway, that's, a, that's for another episode. Um, so six arcs back on the cards. So that means I've got five PRCs. That's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, it is. Ridiculous. I think uh, two. How many six fives? Three or two? Three. There's one at my house. Yeah. You got your Seekins. And a uh, Morsley M18. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I almost forgot too. Yeah, that'll never get used again. Maybe not. All right, I tell you what, if the podcast page gets to 2,000 likes, we're going to give it away. 
<laughs> it's not going to happen. So don't worry about it, it. We'll give it away in an auction. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, it'll be a um, silent auction. It'll anyway, be, it'll be fine. back to Free MBT mouse. have put out how are mini mags that are 10 rounders. That's news of the day. 10 round, sorry, 10 round for the Grendel or 76239 or yeah. 223. Or but, 223. But there was already a 223 10 rounder. But this will oh, no okay. doubt be way better because they're a bit, a bit jonky, the uh, originals. Yeah. Mark and I are big fans of the Howler Minis. Very big fans, actually. We've both had several of them. You still have several of them. Yeah. But the issue, so I ran a Grendel and tried to run it in comps, but five round mags. So you've just, you're freaking changing mags up the wazoo. There was always talk like the suppliers like yeah it's gonna happen we're getting tens but no it never happened and and then now funnily enough the other day me and Mark were talking about it and we happened to see on the wasn't really released anywhere and we looked on the um the CEO of of MDT's Instagram and there was a little sneak peek of them and we thought oh I wonder if this is true and then sure enough about a week later we get the uh, as most of the internet seen today the uh, the message that the um, they're available now. So I assume we'll see them in New Zealand two to three months, maybe? Yeah. Uh, so bloody, they're, they're uh, a metal top with a polymer lower yeah. bottom on them, basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they look good. So, I mean, even like, so obviously, for the, the goat culling side of things, excellent. Because uh, our yeah. maximum legal capacity is 10 in New Zealand. Unless you've got a special, special license. and Oh, because I've got a Grendel Mini. Yeah, you do two. have a Grendel yeah. Mini, yep. And yeah. then, um, but obviously, so six arcs um, and bolt guns is meant to be pretty good because you can run the pressures a lot higher than the yeah. how it's meant to run an AR-15 platform. Um, but we, we talk about it all the time, Mark and I, but it always comes down to that five-round mag. Like, ugh, it just handicaps no, it too no. much. I went around and around with uh, the gun rack doing specs and then realising, oh, you're stuck with the five round mags mm. and now it's just been solved. So yep. so I'd say I'd say we might as well get a pair of six yeah. arcs underway. Just as the six GT's been crowned the only caliber eleven eight. Yeah, but God, you know what the six GT crowd's like in New Zealand. Yeah. God true. What a bunch of guys. They've all got land cruisers and heaps of money. Uh yeah. Pig-headed. <laughs> no, they're good. And they're all beating me in competition. Well, that's true. And now, speaking of being beaten in competitions, we might as well get into the main attractions of tonight's podcast. So, like I said, the Spark Series Round 1 and also the TLRS Kiwi Precision match that happened at your place. So, we'll kick off with that, being that that was first. So, yep. uh, as I mentioned earlier, so a couple of us are heading to Australia very soon so me and Collie talked about um we, we sort of do these sort of um, intense practice sessions you could call them and we thought hey we might as well make this one into a little competition well that quite ridiculously small targets and tight times and such so we <clears throat> came up with a course of fire uh well we come up with a, a course layout and then target distances etc and then Anthony came up with a course of fire to suit that and I think we had what do we have 19 people compete just a small match and i shot about as bad as one could shoot to be completely frank with myself 
Um, yeah, you got to get those out of your system. So yeah, good. no, I got no, I've got no, I've got no like I'm, I'm lo- <laughs> I didn't come out. You know, normally you come out of it you're like, oh yeah, this was fucked or this was dumb and this didn't work and I did this wrong and I just came out of it like man, I just missed all my targets. Um, yeah, I would say I wasn't, I wasn't reading the wind well would be one of my main excuses. But anyway, the match, um, small targets was the theme and and like I said and fast times. Um, so a real departure from the field style that we that you and I normally put together with the help of Simon. Um, yeah, man, I think, shit, I think I got like 30% of the score or something. Like 34, I, wasn't it? Yeah, man, I got I got, I got, got my ass kicked. And, yeah, I um, can't believe that, Graham, considering I got 24. <laughs> well, I can believe it because we shot together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. My, what's my excuse? Well, I was using my uh, newly built Hell's Canyon. Um, and you, to, on your, in your defence, your scope did turn off mid that in a stage. And I was using a BDX scope. Yep. This is one of my... Your loves. My weird things. And I shot first every stage for some weird reason as well. So, But anyway, that was just... I like to do that sometimes to... Build confidence. So I have a, a clear head around how I'm going to approach a stage, so it's basically up to me to work it out, if you know what I mean. I don't know. Oh, so you're not distracted by people with talent? By other people's um, theories of how they'll do it. Well, yeah, not that you, you know, a lot of stages you do it the same way, roughly, but there's different approaches, so it's good just to make, it makes you think more about the stage rather than just waiting for someone good to shoot it and copying them. I would <clears> say <throat> if you're competitive and you're, you're going to like try and win, especially if you're in the squad with one of your main competitors, not shooting a tricky stage first. I mean, it's, it's completely random how it works out, right, how we do it. But um, yeah. there's a huge advantage because I've watched, uh, well, we're in different class one time, but Anthony and, and I had a plan and then he had the same plan as me and my God, did it turn to shit once. And I was thinking, well, frick, I'm not doing that, right? So, um, but yeah, or there could be a, a little hidden, like in a certain position you can't see a target or something can... Um, so I, th- I think not going first is a massive advantage, depending on the complexity of the stage. But anyway. No, in general, if you're not first, then there's a chance you'll pick up something that someone misses. Like, yeah, I know, yeah we've got plenty of stages where you've gone, ah, damn it, why didn't I think of that? Mm, um, yeah. After going first and stuffing it up or, you know, not doing as well as you could have. So. Yeah. Um, but you can't avoid it. Unless we employ people to go first. Good idea. Yeah, um, or being match directors, we just... <laughs> oh, you're first the whole time. Damn. <laughs> Again? Man, that's random. No, it's have, a, just, it's have just, a beginner's class and they can go first every so, time. So what we, the win. what we do, and it's pretty standard around the world, is our squads rotate. So if um, Mark's first, then I'm second. On the next stage, I'll be first. And Mark will be last sort of thing. So you're constantly rotating. We will... Yeah. Um, Make exceptions to that for newer shooters, newer, newer, and um, and 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 they'll generally uh, be able to avoid going first if they don't want to, because a lot of them they mm. they want to watch people shoot because they they're there to learn rather than be stupidly competitive. But anyway, um, so, so on I, that theme, on that theme, um, let's, okay, give it to me. What do you got? So this shoot was also different in that we did not call anything for misses. Mm-hmm. It was only calls for impact. Yep. And there's no other so in my case once again making excuses 
So if I couldn't see where I was going, because I was using a 6.5 Creedmoor, I think it was suppressed. So I was getting a bit of recoil movement. So anyway, I often couldn't quite see where I'd gone. I could sometimes. Um, so if I was missing my corrections, I was like, well, I don't really know where I, what happened. So I said to, anyway, admit that I, so it was a good like, indicator of why you should have a, a lower recoiling um, build to be competitive in that sort of environment where there's no outside information being fed to you. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'd like to say I had an excuse, like I couldn't see my shots, but I, I don't <laughs> think I, I... I think I watched every single one of them. Um, yeah, I, I, I just sort of got myself in a bit of a funk. Well, okay, let's talk about... Anyway, mm. instead of how bad we were, because me and you were two of the three worst shooters on the day. Yep. Now, yep. Now, and, and let's just throw Jeff and let's just show Jeff from the gun rack in there. He was the other one. <laughs> but um uh favourite stage? Uh you don't have to have a favourite, you can say I dislike them all. No, I like the um well which we've been doing some practice with now is the um the poles. Yes, I'd agree. The posts. Posts, posts. posts. Cool. Very cool. So we've basically got five posts rammed in at different depths and cut off at different heights, whatever. Um, so you basically move from one end to the other in a in a M shape, shooting off each one and then back again, or well, however you design the stage. But um, yeah, it's it's good. It's really and it's solid to practice off, and it's a good basically. It's now permanently there. So um, unless my cattle rub it and knock it all over, but I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. They're pretty well in the ground. And I tried to be head Graham putting it in, so it's got a bit of memory for me now. Oh yeah, they're great. <laughs> so they're actually they are a cool prop. Yeah, I'd actually, I'm going to agree with you, which doesn't it's not great for the podcast, but that stage, so yeah. like you said, it was a six inch target at three hundred, pretty much bang on three. It is bang on three hundred meters. Yeah. You start the first post, and then once you get your shot, and then move hit or miss, and then at your fifth post, you shoot twice, and then and then go back through, but you have to shoot them in a specific order. And a lot of people, I don't know, I don't ask what did it, but they'd get to the fifth post, shoot once, and then they'd go to move back to the fourth post, and then they'd catch themselves and go, oh shit, and obviously and moving in a safe manner, would, would go back and, and, and do that double tap off the fifth post that nearly caught out. <coughs> Which is the other thing, that you're not getting any outside info or support, so you, if you do make mistakes, people just stay silent. Yes, and so if you hit, so if, okay, so if you went through, you hit one, two, three, four, five. Didn't double tap. Went back to four. Hit, hit four, three, two, one. Four, three, two, one would be a miss because you shot out of order. So my question to you is, because if if you if you if you get the order for the stage out of wrong and start, say you get three shots in and you do the wrong thing and shoot the wrong target or whatever it may be. Um the way you understand that you'd, you'd go on wrong is that people stop calling impact, don't they? Yes. Cause one, so wouldn't wouldn't you technically keep calling impact and just not marking them No, you just say nothing is what they nothing. do. Nothing. But that's, that's telling them they're doing, doing it wrong. So exactly. Well, because it wasn't a hit. No. Even though it hit yeah, the steel, I, okay. yeah. Okay. I think I'm just trying, you... to be, trying to be meaner and say that you'd, you'd say you'd still call it impact and they'd carry on doing it wrong, all wrong for the rest of the stage. Well, I think that actually happened on the day. Oh. Some, someone was calling impact when they'd got out of kilter and ended up being a reshoot over it. But I'm trying to think. A few people did obviously go, end up in that mm. 
quandary at times. I'm trying to think, yeah, where they where they were like acting, they were confused because people weren't calling impact as if like they didn't think that hit. Yes. Like, oh. So it happened to our good friend Steve, and he turned around. And he's like, he's like impact, and we're all going silent. And he's looking at us like, what the fuck's wrong with these cunts? And we're all sitting there, <laughs> not used because we're not used to this. We're like biting our tongues, like don't fuck us anything. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. And then he's like, hmm, weird, and then goes back to shooting and poor bugger, you know. And um, I think would you? I guess would you go and Collie about tell us if, you, if yeah. he's in fact alive? If say if, say if you didn't double tap on post five, and then you went back to post four, and shot, which would be even if it was a hit, it'd be a miss. You would then re-engage that shot, and that would put you back in order. I think that's how it works. And people will say yes or no, but I'll talk to Anthony. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so you've you've got to get yourself back in order, but you've got to figure out what the fuck you did wrong. Because again, I need to know this because I'm going overseas. Uh, so that's something I've got to learn. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk with Polly with that because he'll probably be in the next episode. Um, yeah, which so, is, I, I like stages that are um, have a sequence to them, but yeah, they can be quite technical in terms of what you're shooting at and stuff. But if there is a sequence, whereas I hate ones that are just random, like you know, two shots at this, then one shot at this one, and then another three shot you know type of thing so you've got to try and memorize a something that has no real uh what am i saying sequential flow to it what 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 normally will get me in ones with a no specified order because generally we'll have marked positions right in a prop especially Mm. on our irregular shape props our our, manuka props i will go shit have i shot from that before so I'll, i'll at the start i'll try and like divide the prop up into layers and I go oh, no there's four at the bottom layer and then there's two because you're not going like low then you go high and you just make it up as you go and then you think shit have I shot from here before and, and if you had you can't reuse it and it's it can be hard on the head you've got to be real good at planning and then remembering what the frick's going on during the stage um, yep but anyway back to the match at hand so that was pretty awesome stage we had the culverts again they're pretty cool we've been like you mentioned with the post we've been a bit of practice on those and prep for Aussie, um, they're a pretty cool prop actually. And now it turns out very popular with the sheep. Uh, they like to live and die in them. So um. yeah, they've been <laughs> sheltering in the culverts and getting stuck in them. <laughs> well, so Graham claimed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it looked bad, but we were definitely trying to help the sheep. <laughs> Did you shove it in there with your pants down? I don't know. <laughs> Ask Carl, he's got the video. Yeah, true. Video. <laughs> I tell you what, we uh, we managed to save its life though, so you are 120 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's in the mail. Oh, a check. Um, yeah, and then we had like a like a sort of a prone troop line stage that was a big and small at like three, four, and five hundred ish. Actually, I think it was three thirty, four thirty, and five thirty roughly within a few meters. That was hard. I got like one hit on there. And then, or two, and then... Um, How about the over-the-rifle case stage? I think I got to the third target or something. Did you? Yeah, you think, you're thinking of the stage before off your your oh. painting scaffold, which I zeroed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew, when you brought it up, I knew what you were referring to. Oh, that yeah. one. My gate. 
Yeah. Well, Mark promised. He's like, no, I've got a, I've got a perfect gate that, like, and a certain thing we wanted, and then it's like, oh no, I don't. Sorry. So we had to steal some scaffolding from outside his house and um. No, you, were, you yeah, you were. <clears throat> you wanted a cattle yard gate, but I didn't really have anything that was um. Yeah. Wide enough. My other standard gates are too narrow. You end up scratching your scope putting it through those. Well, I think we we're going to make it. Don't want that happening. We'll make a purpose-built one for training. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so we actually we had a learn your limits rack. So it was one of the only stages. It was the only stage where you could re-engage. Although you, you had to jump, you had to break position and rebuild. I guess so. Um, but it was a what was it? It was a two hundred millimeter plate, a one fifty, a one hundred, a seventy five, and a fifty millimeter plate. Yeah, they're at like three forty or three twenty or three forty. I think yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that was pretty difficult. I think the most did I mention? I rattled off five plates, didn't I? Yeah, two, one fifty, one hundred. Yeah, um, I got I think it's three. The only, only only stage I did all right on. Did you get three? Only one guy got four. I think so. I think at one point, yeah, but oh, that's the equal best of the day. I was like, yeah, and then as always, someone else immediately shot it better. So I, was like, oh. <laughs> I think there was there was no hits on the fifty millimeter plate, um, which we had. Oh, we had a. It wasn't like it was. Did someone time out and shoot it? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, no, the, the, there was there was damage on it, but what that was, it was spalling from the target next to it, scraping it. Because I went uh. and looked at it the other day. Um, yeah, the, the, we had sort of like a, oh, not a lot of wind, but it was sort of like, yeah, it was a bit inconsistent on and off and quite a low wind and just enough to push you off plate, but if you didn't pay attention, it, it would... Anyway, I, str- I struggle with the wind. I struggle with the whole day. I'm not even going to lie. I, I shot bad. I just, <laughs> shit. Man, oh man. Yeah. It was how tapu all over again. It was how tapu all over again, man. And um, yeah, I was just in a funk. And it put me in a funk for a bit. Too. It's t- it's, God, it's taken me some training to get out of it. Like, just flat out. Yeah. As we'll touch on next next episode. Aussie prep. But, um, even but, had to use sports psychology to get you back in the game. Were you my psychologist? The inner game of tennis. I, I read oh. the Serena Williams book, but it didn't really help. No, not that. Oh, not that. Anyway, Venus. No, I sent you. I sent you a long. Oh, anyway, I didn't read must that. Have been, must have been a different Graham. That's like Jeff's Jeff's stage stories. I oh. don't read them. Don't read them. He's going to hate okay. me saying that. He put so much effort in. But yeah, what I'll say it was, it was still it was really fun. So we've left some of the stuff up, a lot of it actually, and so we've been Mark and I have been training off it, um, which has been really really cool. Um, so doing, uh, well, we've got ranges set up everywhere. But um, the more I think about it, I think it'd be better for the winter shoot. Running out of the hay paddock—that's a terrible idea. Well, it's just nice and calm and flat, and oh, you're back on this no mud thing. What do you think? Muddy. Do you know how excited I am to go back into that trench? my temporary trench that's still there yeah we, we talked yeah. about keeping it it's been there it's, certain features become permanent after a while the council make you keep them yeah I suppose I'll have yeah. to get a consent to pull it down no it's just natural erosion isn't it so yeah yeah true. no we're going in that trench Mark it's a redoubt <laughs> it's a redoubt um, but yeah cool it was fun it was um, uh, well hard for Mark and I uh, but a lot of people shot good um, 
Um, a few mentions. Um, oh, other excuses. I only decided to shoot the day before, so you yeah. did was after, after you um, brought the digger over. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, we we'll say congratulations still, to it, Anthony. All Ryan. of those excuses really don't cover for the fact I sucked. So but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back I, to I, the ticker. People are yeah, people are always confused when I when I do really bad. They're like, haven't you been doing this for a while? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what to say to you, mate. Um, but it was fun. So Anthony won. Uh, Josh got second and Nick got third. So congratulations to those guys. And yep. yeah, nice easy match to put together. Wasn't too much work in it. Just a small quick thing. Um, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good way to end the podcast. No, we got, uh, got spark, mate. We'll talk about that on the next show. Well, guess what? Next show's now. Oh. Yeah. It's raining. You can't go out looking for pigs. Yeah, true. All right, let's do it. You're just going to go on Twitter and and harass people after this is done. Well, I'll just go on Twitter now. <laughs> send, find find my secret Twitter and send me a message. Okay, um, harass. Uh, NZTA, there you go. I'll harass them. Oh, to Walker. Good. Uh, anyway, so, then, okay, thinking, okay, I've had my real bad match for the year. We're getting into the 22 series, so... Uh, the gun rack have come on board as one of our uh, match directors in the Spark series. Um, with the where are we? Port Waikato area, Mark. We always get confused. South of Auckland. South of Auckland, west of Huntley. There you go. Draw draw two lines, and you will find the venue somewhere. Uh, somewhere. It's 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 it's. I don't know. It's it's nice here, and um, and so <laughs> it was windy. It was. It would have been windy for a centre fire match, let alone a twenty two match. But we got up uh, early, early. Jeff's Jeff's third match there. Jeff's so. third match, yes. And, and uh, it's pissed down twice and uh, been gale force winds the third time. So it can only get better from there. Yeah. So I I thought I had this bad match, obviously, and I thought, okay, I'm going to do a bunch twenty two. So I did about five six hundred <laughs> rounds of practice and the. After work each day, you know, doing a hundred rounds. Overtraining, overtraining, bro. And everything felt good. And then what I thought, what I thought I'd do is I was like, oh, I'll run. I've got like two thirds of a brick of special match. I was like, I'll use a special match. So I zeroed it, shot like a mad fifty meter group. I put on. I don't often put paper groups on the internet, and people are going message me going, "Holy fuck, that's stupid!" Like fifty meters, like you know, barely more than a hole, five shots or something. And I was like, oh yeah. Pretty pretty easy, you know. Anyway, man, I shit the bed bad. <laughs> so, so I, I so I, I I did this. I zeroed it sweet, and then I I thought, oh, I'll confirm out to like two hundred meters on some dirt clods, and I was, I was shooting at the paddock, and <clears throat> and I was like, boom, boom, boom. I was like, oh, it's a little bit out, so I just sort of back tuned it on the on the. Uh, I think I might have done it on my Kestrel or my app. Anyway. This is the same twenty two with the same scope you've had on for some time, but different ammo. And yeah, I and I thought back to my change anything. No, Why I, know, I, know, keep I, I fucking it? I know this now because I've got like three bricks of special match, which is what I normally uh-huh. run. Anyway, and so and I'm like, man, that says it's fast. I was like, and then so there was like a three hundred fifty meter thing in the paddock, and I was like, <coughs> three hundred ten or something. Anyway, I just start like lobbing rounds in, and it's like just ridiculously good. And anyway, I fiddled with the dope after that, and I was like, yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, that seems that seems fast. 
because it like put it to like quite fast and i was like no no i remember it being fast when i shot in a comp last year anyway dismissed it stupidly so we got up super early on the sunday because jeff held the match on a sunday because he is odd and we shit what did we leave 4 30 4 o'clock 4 30 from taranaki yeah yeah got in the uh land cruiser um a bunch of us went up north thanks to Horty. thanks to uh, a generous sponsor Horty Hallman engineering um slash land cruiser dealership and it was windy we were like oh yeah wind wind whatever so i go to the first stage and i'm i'm squad alpha and so stage one's a blind stage which was cool and jeff did a freaking wicked job of this like i'd never think to do a blind stage there it's sort of just like a over the hill from where we normally shoot a wee bit there's a bit of a swamp and some some reeds and some weeds and shit and he'd sort of hidden targets in this area and then he'd, he'd um he put um marker pegs to indicate the area which the targets were inside of <clears throat> maybe like i don't know a quarter of an acre or something area and then cool i got three targets uh, what well, <laughs> first mistake of the day i get to the he's like take everything you need you'll need you probably need a rangefinder or something. yep sweet go over there forget a rangefinder so i like I find three of these sort of medium distance targets, close range. Shoot all those twice, sweet. And then I, I see one at um, what I guess is like 70 meters, because I had to guess. Go to grab my rangefinder, no rangefinder. Fuck. Guess it, dial it, can't hit it. <clears throat> Albeit it was very small anyhow. Sweet, come out of it, and I've got like half the points or something. And I was like, yeah, that, that's pretty good. And then it turns out that was the high score, well, the equal high score for that stage of the day. So it would have been not a bad start. And then get to the second stage and i'm fucking shooting and i'm like man i'm coming up like it's windy as heck like at like 100 meters we got like two and a half mils on us or something and i'm like man I'm, i think i'm coming up low and then I, I managed to get like a couple of hits but a pretty shit score on that stage and then hmm okay and then go to the next stage and just, just zero it and i just the, ta- the targets were in um sort of maybe grass that's four or five inches long so hard to hard to spot a 22 and i zero it and i'm thinking thinking back to the stage before and i'm like man i've nah something's fucked like i should have at least you know targets weren't that small and so i so I'm, i then i start thinking back to fucking with my speed and this is like amateur stuff this is like first month of shooting you make these mistakes and i was like bugger it. i just went went into the bullet library on straylock and entered the um the the bullet library settings for the ammo and velocity sweet yep and then i um go to, we go to the next stage and i get permission just to shoot near a target at a piece of dirt and um and with this new data 100 meters <clears throat> bang hit the little weed clot of dirt and i was like oh yeah another one bang sweet so i sort of fixed my data by this point but now i'm a full stage of points down plus two-thirds of another one so i was well out of any contention but um at least i managed to get the gun well the gun was always fine at least i managed to fix my major fuck up from earlier um not the start i wanted to the 22 series is for sure no yeah <laughs> yeah but anyway how'd you go on the blind stage mark uh found <clears throat> found two targets hit them so a grand total of 12 points four short of graham bishop on 16. that probably the only stage i beat you in though 
Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now I was running my handicap set up again. So um, the Ruger 1022 semi-auto competition one uh, with a bigger BDX scope on it this time, 5 to 30 power, um, which went all right, actually. So I thought it was probably a bit big for it, but anyway, who yep. cares? Get out there doing it. So now I had a good day overall. I thought I was... Um, might be up there, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was looking through score sheets, helping them up. I was like, oh, yeah, I might be all right. Oh, yeah. And then bloody Wilkie's score sheet comes in at 200 freaking seven points. So I was like, oh, well, it's the end of those. <laughs> yeah. Silly boy, thinking you're going to be anywhere. <clears throat> so no, I This was like last time we shot there. Yeah, well. yeah exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, so top semi-auto. Yeah, one semi-auto class, which doesn't exist. So that's... Um, Another claim to fame to a category that doesn't exist. An illegitimate win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you so zero think, any stages? Um, yep. Which one? Uh, that stupid one. I mean, that fabulous stage uh, with the white metal bits behind the targets. It's the no hits. Oh, the um, same one I zeroed. And, yeah, and then I, <clears throat> I basically hit... Because I, in the windy conditions, I had no windage, um, so I just had to calculate it in my head, off my app, you know, before the stage for each distance, and then go, okay, about this, about this, about this, you know, in terms of distance from the target, and do that, so, which worked alright, but on that stage it was not good enough, so I end up, I hit the first target three times, and then I think I got enough negative, no, I might have hit it once, yeah, and then got three minus twos to make it zero. So then I had to go and bank my zero and couldn't even bank the zero. So which by bank it, you mean you had to shoot this, engage a longer target and then hit a shorter target to get your score in the bank. And But you could bank and re-engage. Yeah. And I actually watched Hordy do it and he did an awesome job on that stage. Um, very good strategy compared to my complete load of crap that I did. <laughs> So I couldn't even bank my zero points, which I don't know why I was trying to do that. But <clears throat> uh, so yeah, big fat zero on that stage. So I, I was even worse than you on that stage because I shot it good. So I'm like, <laughs> how, how does this make even sense? I know that's what I mean. Like I, I, I had a lot of points, which I then didn't bank. So I, uh, I went. So obviously this was my this not obviously this was my first stage after my data had been corrected right and we know the voodoo is accurate right it's it's freaking it's a laser beam probably well, yeah probably for you. And anyway so <clears throat> i'm i go okay listen i'll go first and I, I sort of did what you did the previous match like my days cooked right now like you said there was a it was a, a lunar limits rack with a white uh, essentially a, a um, penalty bar behind it and um oh what was that 100 meters 120 meters or something not too bad and um so i went through and did that pretty easy like not hard at all and then unbeknown to me the bank at target which is pretty big at like 60 meters you could not see from the prone position <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like oh fuck and so i get into a kneeling position uh, and which is weaker for me than sitting by a freaking long way and then I go, miss, 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 miss. And I think I change mags or something. And as I, I'm like, fuck it, go sitting, go sitting. Just thinking to myself, because my, my sitting shooting's pretty good. 
unsupported sitting because again i don't have my tripod it's sitting over in my pile of fucking shooting shit and i as i pull just before i pull the trigger they say time and i hit it so i did not bank any of my points so i don't know what the max score was it's probably like 28 or 30 i would have nearly had that because there was a, a secondary target you could engage for a point but i i just um i missed that one but uh so i come away after fixing the right the, the data i then went into the next stage thinking this should be pretty good right let's get out of the funk and i, I zeroed the stage i hit all the targets but I, I did not hit the bank at target in time um but ugh, again my day was ruined by that 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 stage but it still a really hurt my score holy heck um <laughs> it was still fun but it was a good learning for the rest of our squad to take well not for um hunter class to take their tripod and then just boom boom, boom shoot it and then just jump deploy your tripod three legs into a, into a low sitting and shoot the target piece of piss through a mat what do you mean Deploy people legs. were deploying their tripods onto a mat and deploying their spikes through it. Well, that's that, I'm not going to lie. That's Jess's fault for being nice enough to put out shooting mats for people. Because <laughs> you know what Simon would say? He'd say, fuck them. <laughs> if you're in a field match, get wet. Um, or or what we would possibly do, depending on grass levels, is I would weed eat the grass a little bit. Because, um, you know, farmers don't need grass. Yeah yeah bugger those guys but you know that was that was it was it was like it was kind of like you know oh cool the guns i'm gonna work again i should be able to have a good day and then i just shot that and just freaking zeroed it and 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 that was that but um yeah a bit of bit of a balls up i'm not gonna lie um and and, what, and i'm just thinking afterwards why didn't i go sitting i'm my sitting shooting is is, is pretty okay it's, it's okay it's good so um just an, just amateur that's all and one thing i'll say too is very strong winds so when you're on an unsupported sitting or, or kneeling or whatever you are rocking left and right a lot um because the wind was that heavy so yeah just a yeah poor planning affected, on my part affected quite a few stages yep. even like the um skill stage too that the wind because you're standing most of the time uh, but it was windier because it was didn't get windier at times yeah you were just being buffeted by that as well yeah, and even then, that that target oh, wasn't that far away. But the wind is that strong, yeah, but, no but inconsistent. No one, no one got close to maxing out that. No, because you, you you cannot the twenty two projectile. That's those speeds cannot match the wind speed. If that makes sense, so the changes in the wind move your bullet more than the target width, mm. and it's hard to keep up with that. Like it's it's a small amount of chance. You, good shooters still, but it's chance. Um, whether you're gonna whether you're gonna get through it um yeah and wow, it was it was one of the lowest stages yeah which surprising. by rights by rights on a calm day would have been one of the easiest stages yeah it's designed to be yeah interesting yeah. yep mm. Mm. Uh, pretty fun and but yeah and so and then it, it just i just sh- shot a bit average like all right some things but just average and and then some guys shot really well and um and just cleaned up um, yeah yeah anyway good solid start to the year for myself so so you sixth, ended up in sixth place sixth overall in, in rifle yeah i yep. think i was 17th i was 17th um that puts me firmly in b class cool yes i'm firmly in c grade <laughs> yeah because there's no because there's no d grade that's the only reason oh there's no d grade oh no. that sucks well, 
That's too broad. There's so <laughs> many people in C grade. <laughs> yeah, no, they'll soon climb out of that, trust me. Because third, anyway. so because of the wind, how the grades work, third place ended up in, in B grade. Yeah, well, it was pretty much uh, a big well done to Michael Wilkie, who won Convincing on 207. Me. And uh, Josh Maynard, not far behind on 195. So then there's basically a drop off of 30 points to third. So more, there, so, more than a stage, yeah. So those two, yeah, did outstandingly well, um, which meant they basically finished above 70%, mm. um, which put them in A, I suppose, yeah. So therefore, yeah. I mean, like anything, a calm day would have lifted the, all those scores, so I would expect <clears throat> the top couple of shooters to have almost you know, maxed out the points on that day. Cause... I would say that course of fire would have been yeah. very cleanable. Yeah. Yep. And can um, Which, when you look at my end up percentage, what did I end up? Yeah, I was just over 50. And yet I felt I shot well for the day, which sort of made me feel, yeah, probably 70% on a calmer day. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree. With that, yeah. So, um, also. Yeah, Johnny, Jonathan, Jono, Jonathan Flood was in third, and Michael Hutchinson in fourth, and Carl Harris, not Carl Knox as I assume, was in fifth. So, yeah, it all bodes well for the next round. Um, Which is in a week and a half, as of recording. Yeah. And then, oh, I suppose the Rifleman class, who cares? I mean, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <clears throat> they... We had three basically end up in A grade there, so three good results. Um, well over 110 for their score, out of whatever the maximum was. Um, and that was uh, Sophie one, which is cool. And Ryan and Alan. Good job, man. And third. <laughs> Which reminds me of uh, the top man, Carl, we had in my squad, was shooting a Ruger 10-22 takedown. Takedown? Which we love, because every time you put the barrel back on, it's a different zero. Well, they're, oh, no, it's not that bad. Well, it's pretty much. Anyway, he was shooting open sights <laughs> <laughs> with that. So I was, we were mighty impressed. He didn't actually... Uh, didn't zero many stages at all he didn't really uh <coughs> score highly either and even on the blind stage he managed to oh no he did actually zero the blind stage my correction because those targets were quite small they were very small and mm. and yeah 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 very small. um but now i was always uh the well if i think i've got struggles today <laughs> try try being a a guy with open sights that basically obscure the whole target with the front post. So, yeah, no. Do they dial at all? Like, can you ramp, have they got a dial. ramp in them or anything? No, no. They're just a fixed rear. Yeah. So, like, 100 meters, you're like, ah, oh, just aim like fucking, what, eight inches high. Yeah. There's a couple of stages where we're like, wow, he, he got hit somewhere like this. Awesome. <laughs> fucking hell. But, you yeah, know, it was. I um, recommend trying to put a scope on, even if it's a $10 one. I that think we help. should um, go through all our old shit. Sponsor them. I send them some old rings and a scope. We should probably yeah. rustle something up. I tell you, what, if he comes, 
You should miss him if he comes next and week. And weld, we'll weld the barrel on too. <laughs> should we just give him a new ten twenty two? You've got like nine of them, don't you? Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, no, but Jeff did a great job, and it was great to add a northern round to the Spark series. Mm. Um, Twelve stages overall, too, which is cool. Far too many. God's sake. Too many. <laughs> By the end well, of the only, day, I'm like, what only, the f- only, only if you're having a bad day. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you get to like 10, you're like, wait a minute, there's two freaking oh, more. Still four to go. <laughs> Far out. Yep. If only I could drop my four worst stages, then I would have been in top 10. Have I asked you what your favourite stage was, Graham? No, no, no. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to remove the blind stage from this because that was cool. But everyone the, hates them. Anyway, kind of think, well, Simon ruined them for everyone, didn't he? Um, ooh. I, I designed an unsupported stage for the match, but the win made it way too freaking hard. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That was, uh, average score on that stage was six yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of a possible 24. Yep. <coughs> just just not... trying to sit in that wind. Oh, nightmare. Like in, a, in a calm day, that would have been reasonably achievable, um, especially for the better guys. Um and sort of half points for everyone else. But, uh, okay, so... Uh, 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 oh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it that far. Mainly because I had so much trouble. I was just, like, like mindful of being shit. Um, maybe the one where you had to put the two wheels on the axle and then shoot off the different props. I quite like yep. that. Yeah. Um, just for the different styles of props. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, like, you shot off barrels cable drum wheels the, the yeah what, what was intended to be an axle um yeah that was pretty good that was pretty good but i i did like the blind stage i think he did a wicked job hiding like i would have i'd never have run a blind stage there personally like because i would have just never had the imagination for it i would have just seen it as paddock but he worked really well with what he had because obviously the farm's so clean mm. there's, there's no like you know trees and shit so it's not a shithole like mine well, you said it, not yes. me. Um, there's also no wild pigs either. And um, yeah, no, that, that what he, what he worked with there for that stage impressed me. So yeah, um, it was cool. It was worth well worth the trip north. Uh, I love the unlimited round counts. Was there a few? Wasn't there? Yeah, there's probably four. Maybe I, I'm wrong. Could you correct me on this? And I I had 250 rounds, and I think Jeff said you might need 180. You know, high end. And I, <laughs> and I had that ten twenty two tri mag adapter, so I always had thirty rounds ready. Plus, I had two other mags ready, so I think I got through forty on one stage with a bit of controlled mag dumping, um, and definitely you used up thirty on a couple of others. So by the end, I was, I think I finished the day with six rounds left out of two fifty. So yeah, <laughs> six six left. <laughs> Yeah, because <clears throat> we're coming down to the last three stages. I was like, oh, I hope there's not a bloody. And I looked through the. Oh, it's another unlimited stage. And then the last one, I think, was a 10 round. I was like, phew. So, so I managed to. So the first ever Tikarangi match, which we don't have the venue anymore, which is a damn shame. Well, I probably could with some work. But anyway, um, you're like, oh, you, you said something about your bag being heavy and I'm like why and you're like oh because I've got 1500 rounds of CCI standard in my backpack and I thought god that's a silly thing to do but now now it just seems like um, 
you know, having an extra pack of toilet paper uh, or a few cans of baked beans in the cupboard, right? It's just prepared this. And everyone yeah. should probably do it. I mean, not that any semi-autos won, but I mean, the windy conditions meant that on some targets, mag dumping was, was worth it. So you'd just like shoot at, like we thought it was, and then go like, yeah. no, bit more, and, and, bit less. Bit and more. you could see where they were going, and, yeah. gen- you know, and you could basically just follow them in with the rounds. Um, so I got I got hit off a couple of stages, maybe third and fourth, maybe, stages. I basically could, um, on the far target, just keep hammering away at it, mm. where I thought the wind was supposed to be yep. pushing it, and got the hit eventually, type of thing, so... One thing I will say is the wind for most of the day, albeit it had a slight, obviously, up and down, but it was about the same speed. I think it was like 12 mile an hour, 14 mile an hour. Anyway, whatever it was. And so, because the range is all in one direction, um, so the wind was essentially full value coming from left to right. So you could get to the next stage and be like, well, okay, you can sort of... You can measure your window ER, right? And then go, okay, well, it's not quite lining up what's happening on target. So you can go, you can adjust your app to go, I was hoping to hold two mil. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, that's 14 mile an hour. And then get to your next stage and just sort of apply that same wind value to the new distance. And, and that was, we were able to sort of um, get pretty close with wind each time using using that sort of method, which was good. Yeah. Um, but it showed you how it messed people up, though. If you look at the uh, skill stage two, was actually in a slightly sheltered position, and I think that messed people up. I could definitely tell with our squad, people were adjusting for wind that wasn't there, yeah, um, and not getting hits based on that because you could tell it the wind was getting a bit deflected. In the way it was just over a rise or a bit of a sheltered spot, it was probably getting less wind than most of the other stages. So. Well, the hunter class skill stage target, which was in closer, sat in a swamp. And there was essentially no wind at all because it was yeah. sitting in a little in a little low spot where it was swampy. Maybe had like about three meters lower, and um, all the wind was just rushing over the top. And um, should I think uh, one of our young development shooters, my uh, our friend Ruben, I think he got seven out of eight on that. Yeah, it shows because um, their scores were basically double what the open class or rifleman class scores were. So, yep, <coughs> they averaged basically 12 points out of 20, 11 points out of 20 on that stage. Yeah. yeah well, but again, as, as most people know, hunter class is a um, sort of a, a shorter range um, <clears throat> set of targets. Um, but yeah, it was, but it was cool. Like I said, with trip, uh, was it five of us made the adventure from the Taranaki boys up and did a big day trip. And then weirdly so we did the prize giving mark helped out with all that you know pretty pretty big deal everyone loves receiving their medals from mark um then and then we said <laughs> yeah, like, all right let's drive back to terran we agreed that the top shooter in the vehicle would would hand out the prizes Ooh, ouch. Uh, <laughs> ouch top top you know, shooter by far <laughs> you know it's the a bad day when i'm that person <clears throat> and I, you, how much points did you beat me by it must have been yeah. about 100 um, <laughs> um anyway so we start heading uh so obviously for those of you who understand how a compass or a map works um auckland is uh sorry port waikato ways is north sorry we are um south of of that area so we leave we end up at the bomb base at mercer so we went north when we left for some reason 
I wanted to get on the I wanted to get on the expressway. You know, I must I, <laughs> I missed a few turns, all right. And he's going, no, no, I know where I'm going. And Hordy's going, I don't know, man. Like, I've driven this way a few times, <laughs> and then sure enough, we t- we turn out at Mercer, and yeah. we're like, okay, we're for about thirty. Oh, not that far, twenty minutes north <laughs> where we wanted to come out. Slight northern detour. <laughs> and then we went back to somewhere. There's a McDonald's and a Taco Bell, and. Uh, got a feed and we, we went home and it was it was a good weekend um a good fun again a bunch of new shooters we haven't seen which is really cool and, and one of the great things about having that match um and i didn't get food poisoning from taco bell that is true and um so my the young fellow i see come with us ruben he hadn't had mcdonald's in two years so we forced him to have it twice in uh one day um much to his uh i'd say he enjoyed it though wouldn't you he seemed to love it how can you not? Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, it was great fun. Jeff did a good job, and, and to, to, to Jeff and Cassie and all the people that helped them put that match together, thank you, and thank you for making it um, part of the Spark series. It opens that up to more people, and uh, here's that here's that term mark. I'm going to use it. It helps uh, it helps grow the sport. Grow the sport. Grow the sport. Grow the sport. Um, but yeah, so coming up, we have a couple of matches coming up. Three, in fact. Well, we. The, the general community we've got round two of spark series which is in about what's that um 12 days even less yep. 10 days speed versus precision speed versus precision now i have i did really well at the first one won it did quite terrible at the second one finished a similar position as i finished at this match um in auckland um so let's hope i can turn that around and have uh, a failure free day and a good data and just be less of a a gimp bugger the day after that we have swamp brutality so these are both gpre matches i should say um, yep. i am going to match direct swamp brutality so simon can shoot um, i'm gonna go and do something else for the day because no, no, gonna... i've got a i've got a job for you oh you're gonna like warm up cold competitors i don't want to watch idiots running around the mud it's just why not anyway huh i oh, fine yeah i know yeah you, you're, you're, you're you you've got to get that number one match director's badge again this year so you got to do everything you can um, so Swamp Fair Brutality, enough. this is nothing to the Spark series. Uh, for those f- um, familiar with like the Finnish Brutality seri- uh, series of events, it's sort of like physical challenges with, sh- with some easy-ish shooting mixed in. And then um, you're obviously exerting a lot of physical strength to get there. Um, and, and it'll be, and as the name <laughs> suggests, it'll be in a bit of a swamp. And then moving on from that, at the end of June, uh, Mark and I have our winter match okay so we're gonna announce yeah, the, win- the winter match out of the hay paddock oh, it's no. not coming out of fr- oh god the hay paddock's terrible there's too much sheep shit right right carry on <laughs> so uh mpa masterpiece arms is, is the major sponsor of this event so we will come up with a really cool name in the next week it'll be the masterpiece arms winter shoot or something <laughs> but um so that's really really cool uh big major sponsor like that and it will, yeah, that's on the 24th of June, off the top of my head. And if Graham shoots well, he'll give away his gun. Sure, no. sure. Well, going by current shooting um, results, that's not Guaranteed much of a risk. not to have to give away the gun. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so this will be like a real cool field match. I've already started planning it because um, at the time when we're running it, I'm going to be very, very busy. So I'm going to try to get a bunch of work done early. Um, and uh, we expect that match to sell out. I mean, world's fucking turning to shit financially but we saw we it always gets good attendance so that'll go on sale in a couple of weeks 
And to be honest, that'll be the last centrefire match for a little while. So if you're wanting to do a centrefire match in the North Island of New Zealand, I don't think there's anything for several months after that. Um, so you want to get a spot and get along. Um, other than that, Mark, is there anything else we need to discuss? We'll talk about Australia next week. Yep. When, if Collie is alive and can come on the podcast. And, yeah, we'll probably wrap... Oh, yeah, that's about it. We'll wrap that up there, eh, Mark? Yep. Because I can hear you already on Twitter. No, no, it's not me. It's not you. Oh. That's Alex wandering oh. around. Don't say it. <laughs> all right, thank you she's, all. She's giving me the look. She's giving you the look. She, she, Uh-oh. <laughs> no, she heard about that 300 PRC, hadn't she? Ah. <laughs> all right, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we'll talk to you all soon.